Hey everyone, welcome to MS Nonetheless. I'm Rachel. And I'm Melissa. And we are sisters. And hello everyone. It's Christmas time. Boop, boop. I'm all decorated for Christmas. Same. <laughs> Obviously, if you're not watching us on Zoom, you don't know. You can barely see my Christmas stuff over my shoulder and you can't see Rachel's at all, but it's there. <laughs> I'm pointing, I'm pointing. But yeah, if you're listening on podcasts, yes. you can't see our Christmas stuff at all. <laughs> no. But we're all decorated. I want to know who loves decorating for Christmas. I'm kind of at that stage in my life where I don't love it the way I used to. It's very exhausting. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so sad. I feel like it was exhausting when my kids were little and now it feels fun. Oh yeah, nobody helps me. Oh yeah. I do it all on my own. Mm -hmm. And I forced them Because (laughs) I I had – one of my boys had a girl over last night. Like they're kind of – dating a little bit. And she was like, oh my gosh, you're decorating for Christmas. She's like, I love decorating for Christmas. And she goes, do you do this alone? And I was like, oh yeah, I have four teenage boys. <laughs> and she's like, oh, it's just me and my sister. We love helping. I'm like, yeah, you have lucky parents. That's right. That's right. They have no idea. <laughs> like my daughter doesn't live here, so she would help me if she was here. Uh, yeah, it's true. Oh my gosh. Well, mom and dad have been here to decorate with us this year and last year. And dad's like, I think we made a tradition because they always come like the first two weeks uh-huh. of November. And I've been putting my decorations yeah. up earlier before Thanksgiving, and so yeah. we've just been doing it. So yeah. I'm like, well, maybe it's a tradition now. So they they only live ten miles from me. I should call them. You up should and be like my turn. Except mom will be like, no, I need you to come help <laughs> me with mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, it was funny. Last year was our first year in this house, and so mom was like, well, where does this go? Where does this go? I was like. I have no idea. I don't know. In fact, my good friend just moved into a brand new house, and I was like did you like decorating for Christmas or did it feel overwhelming? She's like, it was super overwhelming. I didn't know where anything went. I didn't know what was going to fit where and how much stuff I had for this space. And then this year it was like, we all knew where everything went. Even mom was like, oh, I remember you did this this year. But last year I was like, everyone was like, where does stuff go? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Well, what's funny is I've had, I mean, I've had a lot of the same stuff for 25 years, but I've I've cycled through things in the last couple yeah. of years. I've gotten rid of a lot of things and brought in some new things. And so that's what I found myself this year is being like, I can't remember where I wanted these things to yeah, go. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so that slowed me down. <laughs> yeah, Anyways, sure. it's done. It's done. Been done. Yeah. I, no, no thanks to my family. Exactly. I would not want to decorate by myself. That feels like too much work. But that's why it's exhausting. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, also, my children in general are exhausting when we decorate. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> it goes yes. both ways. It's like you pick your you, you pick, pick your which battle. is more exhausting. And at this point, my battle is to do it alone because having four teenage boys complain, they will do like all the bringing all yep. the totes up for me, yeah, and huge. then bringing all the totes down. So you know, they're like my legwork guys. Yeah. And Bill will help where I need him to. Of course, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, today. We are talking about mother-in-laws, and it should be noted that we have Mm -hmm. already recorded this episode before, twice. (laughs) (laughs) So we are on round three of trying this, and we just gave up for a couple weeks. We were like, we got to come back to this. But um, Mm -hmm. I do think it's a really important topic because we're talking about being a mother-in-law or having a mother-in-law, how to love your mother-in-law, how to have good relationships. Melissa and I are in that stage where we obviously have had mother-in-laws. But mm-hmm. our mother's-in-law, I think is the technical way to say it. Mother. We've had mothers. In-law. We've had a mother-in-law. Yes, we've had mothers-in-law or a mother-in-law. Exactly. Yes, yes, you're right. But we are now becoming mothers-in-law. Um, Melissa doesn't mm-hmm. have any kids married, but she's got two kind of on the way in that direction. So yeah. they have, you know, yeah. brought in these kids in their – or these adults in their in their life. I shouldn't yeah. use air quotes. Into our life. Yeah. And then I have – Did you? I didn't even I see use air quotes. These adults. <laughs> they are adults. <laughs> Like, I guess they are adults. Um, and yes. my daughter is getting married um, 
just a few days after this episode is aired. And I know we're so excited. excited. And her fiance, Willie, I mean, they've been together like six or seven years. So, I mean, he has been a Southern Mm -hmm. son-in-law to me this whole time. Um, And then I have like two daughters in love (laughs) that they (laughs) were with my sons, two of my sons for a long time, had children with them. And now they are with not my sons. One's even married and having her own family with this other guy. But they are still like family to us. Part of our, yeah. And so – Like all of us, like including yeah. like me and my mom, like extended family. Exactly. So it, it, they definitely mm-hmm. made their impression here. Ab- absolutely. And so, you know, I have these relationships even though I've really not even officially become a mother-in-law, but I've had these relationships for the mm-hmm. last 10 years. They've really had to navigate. And of course, Melissa, you mm-hmm. have much longer than in the very recent as well. So we're going to talk a little mm-hmm. bit about it from both sides, like how to not be mm-hmm. a terrible mother-in-law and also – Mm-hmm. How to have a good relationship with your mother-in-law, regardless of if she's yep. terrible or not. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> well, first of all, I just want to start off by saying that I was told right before I got married that the daughter-in-law, mother-in-law relationship is the most unnatural relationship mm-hmm. in the world because the mother, if you have a son, anyone listening to me who has a son, they know that it doesn't matter how much you love your girls and how much you love your boys. There's a different just like with dads and daughters, mm-hmm. they love them all the same, but there's a different um, connect- – it's not even connection. It's like a different like mother bear like protection mm-hmm. probably around it. Like daughters grow up to be like your best friend right. and you love just like cheering them on and you're, it's like you love watching them become this beautiful woman. And of course you feel protective of them, but differently than with your little boy, they're well, you like your little boy. You don't quote unquote your daughter because she stays your best you friend. Don't. She doesn't take another. Yes. Well, I mean, I guess unless she's a lesbian, she doesn't take another woman. Right. But in that case, it's still, she's, yeah. I was like, but even in that case, you're, there's still that connection as a mom right. daughter. And it's, yeah, it's just different. Whereas, yeah, when a boy grows up and marries anybody, guy or girl, <laughs> we, they are leaving their mom. Like right. it, the, the, the relationship just changes. And um, even if you're really close, like my husband's super close to his mom and like he calls her multiple times a week. Like, I mean, like if she lived in the area, they would totally go have lunch or go to a movie together. I know they would. So they're very close, but it still changed their relationship. Mm-hmm. And and so, um, so that is why I think it is just kind of can be really tricky. Mm-hmm. And um, to navigate on both ends. <laughs> and, and I think knowing that, knowing that it is unnatural, whether you have had a mm-hmm. mother-in-law for 30 years and wondered, why does it always feel uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. If you're asking, why can't it be like with my mom? It never, never will. It never, mm-hmm. ever, ever will. And yeah. And if you're the mother-in-law wondering why can't my daughter-in-law and I have a relationship like I have with my daughter or like I've always dreamt of having mm-hmm. with a daughter, it's because it's not the same relationship. It's and not. I think that's just really, really important mm-hmm to accept mm-hmm. and acknowledge and be okay with. Because mm-hmm. then it then it takes the pressure right. off of needing – like if – so, you know, one of my sons is in a very, very um, – I mean, he's he's planning on marry the girl, marrying the girl he's with, and I love her. And if I expected her to treat me like her mom or if I expected to ha- have her want to be with me the way my daughter mm-hmm. wants to be with me, I would be setting her up for a whole slew right. of disaster because she would disappoint me all the mm-hmm. time because I'm not her mom. Like, right. whereas – if I just will take whatever she's willing to give me and she will, she's wonderful and lovely. So if she gives me a lot, like then I can just enjoy that. Right. And so, well, one of the points mm-hmm. that we wanted to talk about that we talked about twice before <laughs> that no one got to hear <laughs> was, was really good the first two times. Hopefully it's as good right. the third time. <laughs> was love the person where they are, your mother-in-law yeah. or your daughter-in-law or your, your son's girlfriend or mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. daughter's boyfriend, you know, whatever it is. 
love the person where they are. And I know, Melissa, one thing you had said, and I want you to talk about this, is they might not always be what you want or need. Yes. Do you remember talking about that? Yeah. So – yeah. So I actually – this is something I went through with my mother-in-law years ago is um, I – I I knew that I wasn't her daughter. I knew I loved her very much and I knew that I was she was like a mom to me. But I found I mean she's nothing like my mom. Her and my mom could not be more different. And and that is there's nothing that's not a negative statement. Right. That's just a honest like personality statement. They're very very different. Right. And so what I started realizing when I was much younger is that she didn't pour into me or feed me like love and support and encouragement the way I was used to, the way my mom did. Mm-hmm. And um, and so – and there there was a period of time where that hurt me. Like I felt hurt by mm-hmm. it. And then I started realizing, wait a second, that's not – because that's not her job, like I need to release her from that. And and suddenly whatever she offered me, it was – it was it was good. It was what – it was exactly what she could offer me. And and um, so I had to take the expectation off of her, first of all, and then also just be willing to be like, she's loving me. She didn't have any daughters. I, you know, she had only had boys. Um, and and so it was a new thing for her to have a girl in her life. And she was so excited about it that it, 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 it but so it's like, she, it, anyways, it, 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 it caused some, cre- some, a little bit of tension between us for a while because she had unspoken expectations and I had unspoken Mm. expectations. And, um, and once both of us released those expectations and she didn't expect me to be her daughter anymore. And I didn't expect her to treat me like my mom, even though I knew she wasn't my mom. Um, and I was able to just accept her for exactly who she was. Mm -hmm. Our relationship completely transformed. And, um, and there's just, and, and I know that there's certain things that she's not who I go to for because she's not that person in my life, which is totally fine. And, just like I'm not the person she goes to for certain things. That is not who I'm meant to be in her life. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. So. Well, and that was our second point was release expectations. And I mean, mm-hmm. we can't never have expectations of people, but we can be very careful that they are not unspoken. Yes. And unspoken expectations never lead to good. I mean, I can't think of a single time in my life it worked it. out well for mm-hmm. me. <laughs> can you? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> We can't. And if you can tell us about a time that you had an unspoken expectation on someone and it went well, we would love to hear it because we think that it's not true. We, want to hear it. <laughs> yes. we can't need something from someone that isn't spoken. And so if Melissa needed from her mother-in-law yeah. the same thing she got from her own mom. Yeah. Without ever saying, hey, when I tell you something, I need you to respond like this. Or when I ask you something, I need you to respond like that. Is that something you're willing even to do? Because that's the thing. Even if I told her, if she was like, that's not even anything I'm capable of doing, then I can't expect that of her. And that's why unspoken expectations are so dangerous is, A, they don't even know it. And B, they might not even be able to agree to it. (laughs) Right. Well, and it's funny because Mm -hmm. um, when we started having serious girlfriends in our um, family, girlfriend and boyfriend and family, I would always say, hey, we're going to take a family photo at Thanksgiving, whatever, you can be in it, but then we're going to take one without all of you. (laughs) Because I don't know which one of you guys are going to stay together forever. And now I have a slew of family photos I literally can't post because these people are now married to other people or engaged to other people or whatever. And it would be weird and uncomfortable. Not that I don't love those people, but I mean, you know. They're not in your family anymore. (laughs) Yeah. And they're in other people's families and maybe someone new is in our family now. And I have just never, never felt bad about that because I'm like, hey, this is just the Mm -hmm. expectation. You get to be in one, but then we're going to take one without you. Mm -hmm. And everyone Mm kind of laughs. And and later they're like, well, that was such a good idea. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Like when you guys broke up after five years of being in our family photos, it's like, 
Well, right. goodness, I would hate if all of our family photos had you in it. Now, obviously, I understand people yeah. later on get divorced and they deal with the same kind of right. thing. But this That's is just how like it is. Before yeah. Before mm-hmm. things are legal or official, it's like yeah, yeah. And even when people got engaged, we started just including them. But then engagements break up, you know. And so mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. I'm like, I just speak my expectation. Or you know, for a long time, we'd be like, okay, you guys can come over our Christmas Eve for stockings. But like we're going to do mm-hmm. our Christmas alone, like until people are married sure. or whatever, you know, or yep. castaway. Mom and dad had a castaway thing. And it was just like, hey, everyone is usually invited everywhere. But like this is a you need to be engaged kind of a situation, you know, and just yeah, before you're invited. And it's like we just lay out the expectations and people might not like yep. what you say. They might not like that we took a photo without them. But at the end of the day, I'm at least making it really clear. And it's not – it shouldn't be yeah. that uncomfortable because I'm like this is just what – we do in our yeah. family. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think – Well, because that's the thing is that families, um, even if you have a really great relationship with your mother-in-law or with your in-law, your your daughters-in-law or sons-in-law, they come from different families. And so even that, just the blending right. of – that. I remember that being such a shock. The first vacation I went on after Bill and I got married, we went on a vacation within the first year with just his parents. Mm-hmm. And I was like – it was – a hundred percent different than the way I had grown up vacationing with my family. And I didn't even know to talk about it. And so I was, I ended up literally, I spent the whole vacation with my mother-in-law because Bill and his dad fished the whole Mm -hmm. time. And I was like, wait, wait, what, why are we not together at all? Like, but we didn't even know to talk about it until it was happening. And, and then we were like, okay. So, and cause in my family, first of all, none of the guys fish. Mm -hmm. So that wasn't a thing, but we would go together and do things as a family and we would go out to eat a lot and we would go like do experiences. Mm -hmm. Whereas his family never went out to eat. And we, me and my mother-in-law stayed back at the cabin and would cook dinner and they would come back and eat with us. And I was like, this doesn't feel like a vacation at all. terrible. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I changed that up real quick. (laughs) I was like, this cannot be how I vacation. So funny. And they didn't do it wrong. It's just that that's not what I was expecting. Right, right. Through me. (laughs) And I want to address when you have like a difficult relationship with your mother-in-law, maybe she is a difficult person or maybe your personalities just clash, you know, or maybe you're the difficult person. (laughs) Truth. Yeah. You maybe know that or maybe you don't. But. Right. (laughs) um, But I know for myself, so I only had a mother-in-law for a few years um, while we were dating, engaged, and then a year and a half into our marriage, my mother-in-law passed away. And I knew that she was mm-hmm. dying. I did not – we did not know she would die then. We thought we had, might have another couple years with her. Um, she had been battling fatal um, or terminal cancer. And when it went to her liver, then it was downhill mm-hmm. very quickly. Yeah. But, of course, we didn't expect that it was going to go to her liver. So we thought we might have years with her. And um, mm-hmm. But my relationship with her was very, very, very tumultuous. Um and I mm-hmm. share this with, I'm sure, permission from everyone in Joey's family because I'm not saying anything that um, isn't true or isn't loving. But what I'm going to uh-huh. share is that uh, she had never shared her son. She only had one son, two daughters. She had never shared her son with anyone else. Her girls had dated yeah. and she always embraced them. And it was easy for her to embrace them. And then I came in and it was like, whoa, this is different, like we were talking about. And mm-hmm. she didn't She didn't want to share me with him. And um, I understand that. I do. I've been in that situation, mm-hmm. especially when we adopted teenage boys and then they instantly were in relationships. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want to share you. Um, yeah. And so there was a lot of like pettiness and childishness and, and just – it was just not comfortable ever. Yeah. 
thankfully in our premarital counseling, our premarital counselor said, I really think you need to have all parents in and the six of you will sit in a session with me and then you should all go out to dinner or something before or after or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we did. And it was nothing to do with Joey and I. We literally only listened. And he asked them questions about what was the beginning of their marriage like with their in-laws and what were the expectations and were they shared and was that hard and things like that. And my mother-in-law just shared how difficult it was to become a daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. And it was like something changed in that conversation. And I felt like she put herself in my shoes and was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is difficult for you as well. Yes. And yes. I was – I mean, I got married six days after I turned 21. So I was 20, you know, my whole engagement. And mm-hmm. I do remember thinking – well, and, and into my marriage, you know, I was only 21 and a half or – no, I guess – I don't know. I was 22 maybe when she died. But um, one thing I did know with certainty was that I could not change her. Like yeah. there was nothing I could do to change her. There was nothing I could do to make her, you know, feel differently about me or anything. Yes. All I could do was change myself. And I am kind yes. of amazed looking back. Oh, and that – I just feel like we need to pause on that. You guys, you need to hear that again. you can not change them. You can Mm -hmm. only change yourself. Like I think that's part of where our issue comes in is when we're like hoping that they'll change or we're trying to change them. That will never happen ever. You can only focus on yourself. Okay. Absolutely. I just think that's so important. No, it's so important. And for me, I mean, I, I, you know, I had the wisdom and the guidance and the counsel of my parents and my sister. And, and so I just kind of went at it with the perspective of she will die in the next several years. And I don't want Mm -hmm. there to be hurt feelings between the entire family, including my husband and me, because I never got along with her. And so I was like, what can I do to improve this relationship? And I had, you know, some sort of a timeline and that made kind of put the pressure on it. And I, I I don't love that I had that timeline for her, you know, the sake of our loss, but it helped because it really painted a perspective of I just I know what I don't want it to look like when she's gone. And right. I don't want there to be all these like hurt feelings in this family or in my marriage yeah. because we never really got along. And so I just started yeah. learning to love her and I appreciate her and not like you said not need anything from her. I wasn't sure I would ever mm-hmm. get from her what I needed. And so I was like, oh, I'm just going to stop needing that because I did have this amazing mom and yes. I had this amazing older sister and I had all these yeah. aunts and cousins, older cousins I could go to. Right. And so instead, I just became the daughter-in-law that I hoped she would want to have. And I would sit in the mm-hmm. living room and I'd ask her questions. I'd ask her about her childhood. She told me so many mm-hmm. stories that she never told her kids because it didn't come mm-hmm. up or they didn't ask. And then I – Kids don't ask. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I knew all these things that – they didn't like when they started having babies. I knew things about her pregnancies and about her nursing experiences, and they were like, mm-hmm. "We didn't know any of that." I'm like, "I don't know." Yeah. I just started asking these questions, and and I felt. I mean, I even said to her, "You need to write this down." Like some of the stuff is like book worthy. It was like she, there was some crazy mm-hmm. stuff in her, in her in her mom's history and in her history, and and she was like, "I know, I should write it down." And of course, that never happened. But mm-hmm. I just decided my only option was to learn to love her. And not to try to change her or like, quote unquote, fix whatever I thought needed to be fixed. All I could do was work on myself. And by the time she died, I absolutely can say that we had such a different relationship. You did. I I watched it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I mean, and I didn't have that much time. Now, I'm sure if she lived, we would have continued to have the ups and the downs, right? Like you have had ups and downs with your mother-in-law. It's not all been smooth sailing. I Mm -hmm. am sure that that would have happened. 
But yeah, I only had this limited time to kind of get things to where they needed to be. And I prayed and just trusted and asked God to show me how to mm. love her like he loved her. And it changed yeah. everything. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, and that's – I was going to say – so I know as you're talking, I'm thinking of the women who are like, right, but my mother-in-law is actually terrible. Like mm-hmm. she's mean or she's vicious mm-hmm. or my daughter-in-law is actually spiteful. Mm-hmm. Like she – and I think the way that Rachel just ended that is where you, all you can do then is pray for them mm-hmm. and and try to ask God to help you love them the way he loves them, help you to see them the way he sees them. That doesn't mean that you'll be best friends. In fact, you might have to put up some boundaries I mean, boundaries are always good. And and if somebody is hurtfully, like regularly hurtful to you or spiteful or talks bad about you or like, you know, I've watched mother-in-law, daughter-in-law relationships look pretty bad. And and I'm so I'm not saying we don't want you guys to be like, well, you just have to lay down and be a doormat. That's not what we're saying. Mm-hmm. But no. taking expectations off and um and and asking God to help see them through his eyes. Right. It won't necessarily make your relationship amazing, but it will. It, it absolutely can make it more palatable, right? And 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 more comfortable for your heart when you're around them, and um, you know, and I there's certain things I've just learned aren't great conversations to have with my mother-in-law. Like it's not we just don't see eye to eye on things, or I don't feel comfortable in the conversation, so I don't mm-hmm. have them with her. So then I stick to the conversations I can have with her, and and I'm sure she's the same with me. Like it's not that. Um, it's not that I don't respect her or anything like that. It's just that I have learned. So then I just, I, I've learned that you do better um, because you've learned to approach her in a way. Yeah, exactly. I've learned to approach her in a way that, um, and, and absolutely seeing her through God's eyes just, I mean, cause she's amazing and, and, but she's so much more amazing when I see her through God's eyes, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Versus my own clumsy eyes. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, in John 15 says, my command is this love each other as I have loved you. So if we mm-hmm. want to love other people like Jesus loves us, it's going to take an act of divineness sometimes because we yeah. cannot love yeah. people the way that Jesus loves us on our own accord, like through our own strength. No. It has to no. be through no. prayer and asking God. And he will mm-hmm. change us. I mean, I've had many experiences with this, not just with mm-hmm. my mother-in-law, where it's true. he has changed yep. my heart towards people and the person didn't change at all. And yet, mm-hmm. as I started loving them mm-hmm. the way that he's asking me to love them, they do start changing for the better. Mm-hmm. And yep. everything yep. is covered in love. I mean, that's what it says in mm-hmm. Corinthians, do everything in love, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking about going into the holiday seasons. I know we've already done Thanksgiving, but there's a lot that happens this time of year and we're with our in-laws a lot more. And I know that sometimes that can be exhausting and stressful. And, and um, you know, I would encourage you guys to spend some time praying on your way to any event where th- this person, this in-law that you're going to be with might be stressful or exhausting for you. And and first of all, don't have expectations that this time it will be different. Mm-hmm. It And I don't mean like set them up for like, well, it's just going to be like it's always been. But I mean like kind of like, well, why would I – if they've never once helped me clean up the kitchen, why would I assume this time they are? Because right. then you're just going to be let down again when they don't help you clean up the kitchen or whatever it is. I my life and, group yesterday. And said to be like, don't accept – the like negative things, but expect that they will happen. So it's like you always hope and pray yes. for new change, for new things, but also mm-hmm. expect if you, mm-hmm. if like you said, if they don't help you clean the dishes or they complain about your food, don't expect it to be different. Don't accept that it's right, always going to be this way. Right. But don't expect. But don't, yeah. It's it's a weird fine line to walk, like yeah. to not set yourself up for disappointment, exactly. but also not to always be like, well, it's never going to change. Right. But, um, and just to pray that that when you go to this event or when you see them in this setting, that God will help you see them 
um, through his eyes mm-hmm. because I promise you, you will see something different. Mm-hmm. And and I, we would love to know mm-hmm. what you saw, like what one little thing changed. Like you sat and listened to your mother-in-law recall what it was like to be a daughter-in-law and suddenly things just kind of started right. to change because you were seeing it from a different point of view and she was seeing it from mm-hmm. a different point of view. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and also, you know, we talked about this with like difficult people, but um, shoot, what was I going to say? <laughs> so what were you talking about? I just said, I don't know what I said. (laughs) Well, she can't remember what she said and I can't remember what I was going to say. This is the problem with doing the same kind of conversation for the third time is sometimes it's hard to know what we said and what what we were supposed to say. What were you going to say? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, this moment. I don't know. I know what I was going to say. Anytime we can put thankfulness, a spin of thankfulness or gratitude on anything. I mean, I just, this was a sermon in church yesterday. It's like, it changes everything. You might have yes. eight out of ten, you know, bad mother-in-law. Eight out of ten times she's terrible, mm-hmm. but that means one or two at a time she isn't, and that means, or your daughter-in-law, right. you know, or your son-in-law, and that yeah. means that you, those times you can look at and go, "I'm thankful for that." There is something to be grateful all of the time in every all the time. single circumstance. Well, even it's so true. Well, even like we just, you know, we started this episode with talking about de- decorating for Christmas and I don't have really help from my family because it's not worth it because of their complaints. However, yesterday, like I really got into a place where I'm like, I'm just grateful that they will do all the like the lugging mm-hmm. for me, like be, you know, get all the heavy stuff up yeah. and bring all the heavy stuff down like the stairs because that's and like pull it. It's all like shoved underneath the stairs right. and this like crawl crawl. That's so the job you don't want to do. Out and I don't want to do that. And, to, and I really, if I spent Every time I was decorating, focused on nobody's helping me, right. and this is so I'm so sad, and this mm-hmm. is so hurtful. It would be terrible. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting just because it's a lot of work. Right. But I don't have that mentality. I'm just like I'll listen to my book and I'll play Christmas mm-hmm. music, and they'll do all the lugging, and yep. I'm just thankful for that. And it's and it's true yep. when you put you can put a spin on of thankfulness on anything. It's true, mm-hmm. and so and it goes a long way. And it so far. puts yeah. you on a, the right path versus if you're just focused mm-hmm. on what you're ungrateful for, what you can't stand. And they mm-hmm. might be very legitimate things. Your yeah. negativity breeds negativity. So you're just putting does. yourself on a path yeah. where it's never going to get better in your mind and it's probably never going to get better in reality. In real life, mm-hmm. yeah. Whereas like if we start focusing yeah. on you know what we're grateful for. Thankfulness produces thankfulness. It's mm-hmm. true. Well, and when we do have like someone coming in and dating our, our son or daughter – everything will not look the same anymore. Suddenly they don't spend as much time at your house or they maybe don't talk to you about the things they want to or now they're asking to celebrate Christmas with them and maybe and you get a little bit or whatever. And those kinds of things happen and they might have happened when you became a daughter-in-law and you don't even realize that they happened, but now you might be experiencing them if you're in that position like we are. And the truth is, is like all of these things, all of these things work. Love the person where they are. Release expectations. Don't try to change them. Just pray and ask for God to help you love them. Did you get kicked off? Uh, yeah. But my electricity just went off, which I don't know why. So that means my internet just got – like my, all my electricity just went off. Okay. I'm going to just wrap this up because we're basically done, and that way we don't have okay. to like get back on. Okay. All right. Well, we lost Melissa. Her <laughs> electricity went off. So I'm just going to wrap this up because I think we were pretty much done anyways. My challenge to you is ask God how you can love the person that might be challenging for you through his eyes. And even if they're not challenging for you, how can you love them better? Um, So that's our challenge to you this week. And we hope you have a great week. And that's all. All right. Bye, guys. 
might feel that your life is a mess But don't feel bad, ours is too But we own a microphone and we have no shame That's why we'll talk about how our life is a mess Nonetheless That's the name of our podcast